whole roster, everyone's been talking about it, and specifically for me. And so I thank you very much for your support. Of course, SmackDown Live always has my support. Survivor Series has never been more important. I totally agree. This Sunday, the most important thing that we have to stress with everybody, and I've been talking to them, is cohesion. I completely agree. Which is why after Survivor Series on Sunday, you and I need to have a conversation. Okay. About what? Cohesion. You never consulted me about the raid. And because of your idea, I went over to Raw to try to make peace and got chokeslammed for my troubles. Daniel, that is not my... Shane, see you on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. Another wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling... Fuck. Called Top Marks! No, I'll do it. I'll do it right. I'll get it right from the top. Oh. I'm going to start this ship from the... Steer this ship around back into port. And we will ride these choppy waves out to sea. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is the janitor himself. Your friend and mine, you know him, you love him, Josh Custodio. Hello, it's me. <laughs> it is me, Justin. It is the janitor himself. The janitor himself. <laughs> the janitor himself. <laughs> this was, uh, I'm glad we got those uh, introductions out of the way. Yeah, I exactly. Think. Yes, I am Josh Custodio. You are Justin Morissette. Uh, this is Top Marks. I like that you were going to go for like an Aiden English style singing gimmick though for a little bit there. Yeah, I feel uh, frankly quite disappointed that he stole that from me. Oh, of course. It's yeah. uh, much like WWE is wont to do. They take our ideas yep. on this show. Daniel Bryan stole from you first. Of d- I mean, there's no question. Like- I've been saying yes since I was... I don't know, a year old maybe? Mm -hmm. Like very early in the game, I was saying the word yes. But then there was that episode where Kevin Owens said he was the janitor of SmackDown. Oh, yeah, there was also that. People have beards in WWE. It's it's getting a little out of hand. Yeah, Daniel Bryan also has the beard. I'm telling you. still has it, I think. Well, that's, listen, until I shave it. Might be fake. There's no telling. I think he's faking. He's a real piece of shit. I agree. He has like a skin disorder where his hair just falls out, but he doesn't (laughs) want anyone to know. What's that called? Alopecia? Alopecia. Alopecia? That might be the what you take to deal with it. That might be (laughs) the name of the medication. (laughs) It does sound that way. Because I do remember Jose Theodore, goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, got popped for like some kind of performance enhancing drug, and he said he was taking (laughs) like hair supplements. (laughs) 
like alopecia. Is that real? That's the only reason I even know that word. Well, our sympathies to bald Daniel Bryan and to this Montreal Canadiens <laughs> player. If this hey, is your, you don't know who Josie Theodore is. He won the Hart Trophy. I know nothing about sports. Oh, yeah, I true. only know soccer and wrestling. Yeah. Oh, and MMA. That's if he it. was like a Portuguese soccer yeah. goalie, then you'd know all about alopecia. I would know all about him if he was Ricardo. Yeah. You know, some of the greats. Hockey. I mean, who cares? Oh, fair. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to Top Marks, hello, I love you. It means so much to us. Justin, every time is someone's first time listening. And last. It is always someone's last time. The numbers just keep going down. Yeah, those are the people who I think are smart. <laughs> they hear this show and they go, not for me. This is like, Please, no more. <laughs> please, I've, it's like the exact opposite of that kid who's like, please, yeah. sir, I want some more. Please, sir, may I have less? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm starved for wrestling content, yeah. I don't want this. Jesse, can you tell the people whose first time Jeez, it is? Oliver, twist my arm. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. This uh, is a disaster. What do we do here on Top We Mark? break down the top three stories of the week in the world of professional wrestling yeah. for no longer than... I think around 15 minutes. Exactly 15 minutes. In, in fact, that is correct, which is also the same length as... A WCW TV title match. Once again, correct. I it's am... like we go over this... Every single week. Yeah, is there a point where in the intro we stop explaining? what it, I, I have no idea what pod... I don't know how to do a podcast. No. In fact, once we start the rounds, we spend the entire 15 minutes explaining that this is actually a 15-minute <laughs> round. And when we get to the end of 15 minutes, then a buzzer will sound. And then there will start a next round after that. And then when we're in the second round, it's like, well, this is the second round. And the difference about this round compared to the first round is that that one was the first <laughs> round. And this is actually the second round. And the third round is actually coming up a little bit. <laughs> later and when we get to the third round it's like boy howdy we've been through two rounds already do i really need to walk you through this but you wouldn't believe that i can spend 15 minutes walking you through it i can and will so look forward to that you know the worst part about that scenario justin what i think it would probably be a better show than the normal <laughs> one <laughs> probably true but i thought we had a hot show last week the numbers support it you joked that the numbers went down but we had good numbers yeah, last week considering the episode went out a little later in the week than yeah. usual uh I, people still hopped all over that on their weekend and i do appreciate that because i know that is not necessarily prime podcast listening time you're, no. take, you're taking time away from your family to listen to top marks which you should and especially on thanksgiving weekend if you're uh, one of our american friends right uh thanksgiving is uh, typically a weekend that we celebrate <laughs> in october but down there you guys like what to do it just a little different <laughs> what do you mean well, typically sometimes i observe american thanksgiving oh do you yeah. <laughs> i like to switch it up some years just well, to keep the calendar interesting you're such a good man just i mean I'm gonna... i've been around the sun like 30 times now <laughs> Calendar has no more uh, unique twists to offer me at this point in my life. Are you saying that there's no swerves, bro? Exactly. Just so sometimes I have to observe other holidays that I've never observed before. Well, I've never seen you uh, do any Portuguese ones, but that's okay. It's already been well established. That you are a bit of a xenophobe. That, uh, Portugal had its own culture in any way. <laughs> Well, fuck I mean, you. They, they play soccer, but I mean, fuck, who doesn't, right? So, uh, but no, I wanted to actually yeah. uh, take this opportunity to apologize to you. Oh, I what? Like, I felt like I was very mean to you last week. Oh, were you? Yeah, in a joking way. Oh. 
Because, you know, uh, that's not how I am. Justin, but, we're hashtag good friends. You then, can say whatever. But then maybe someone's listening and it's their first episode and they're oh. like, geez, this guy's a real fucking asshole. Well, I can tell anyone who thought that, that while you are correct, <laughs> I do not mind. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad. I felt happy as, as could be. I well, thought it was a good episode. Why don't we tell the people what our rounds this week are? Justin, I would love to do that. I'm going to tell you what the three rounds we talk about are. Okay, and they are what exactly? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay, please so, do. Stop interrupting. All right. I'm about to tell you. Do it. Just, okay. In round number one, Justin, I could not be more excited for this card. Uh, War Games Takeover this Saturday night. I am extremely excited for this card. We're going to break down each match that's happening, predict, make some predictions, our excitement levels, all this sort of stuff. Are you ready for this? Are you I excited? I certainly am. And in round number two, Justin, I, I would tell you how excited I am. We'll save it for I, the yeah, round. Exactly. No spoilers. Exactly. I guess I said how excited I am. Shh. In round number two? In round number two. Justin, we were going to talk about something different in round number two today when we were talking about doing our pre-planning. Mm -hmm. But we found out this morning that uh, WWE big-time star... Uh, the big hog himself. I mean, James Ellsworth got released today. And I feel yeah. like we need to talk about... It's sort of a WWE career in one year. You can see a lot of different versions. It's very pro wrestling. I think it's well worth talking about. We're going to break down James Ellsworth. Yeah, we talked last week about the reinventions of Jericho. Yeah. And in just one year, James Ellsworth had... A number of different At iterations. least three, and yeah. I would argue more. And then around number three, there's, uh, what's that thing called? Survivor Series happening right. on Sunday. Yes. Uh, a card that uh, well, we'll talk about, just like the TakeOver I round. Mean, isn't that the only night of the year that Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head? -head? It is literally the only time you can see that in the year. Yeah, I didn't see that at the last pay-per-view or the one before that. Or, or even or last night on SmackDown. Or multiple Raws over the course <laughs> of the build to this. No, nope, no, nope, only time. Well, I'm very excited for it if that's the case. I mean, exclusivity gets you excited. Rarity is good. Mm. We're going to break it down and similar to the TakeOver over round our predictions what matches we're looking forward to and all that sort of good and honestly stuff. our preview might be longer than the build to some of these matches i mean in the case of certain ones that is definitely true uh that and uh the return of drummer slam in between rounds one and oh two my goodness and the people loved it they want more keep it or tickets back for a second week. oh shell yeah shell yeah but first justin we have a uh, an ad to get to we this week. do and once again for the second week in a row this is a real genuine sponsorship just like all of them have been. exactly but unlike some of them this is a tangible thing that you can visit in the physical world and not something that exists only in the mind. In the mind, you say, Justin. <laughs> Justin, this Sunday, I think it's November 19th. Is that right? Ah, uh, Sounds right to me. Yeah, whatever this Sunday is, whenever you're listening to this, the next Sunday that occurs, unless you're listening to this months later for some reason, in which case, don't just ignore this part. <laughs> exactly. This is not evergreen content. Just hammer that 15-second skip button. But if you're listening to it before Survivor Series has happened, don't even think about no. touching that 15-second skip no, button. You're going to want to hear this because there's free beer in it for you. If you even press that button once, stop listening to the podcast right now. Yeah. The rest of it is yeah. not for you. Yeah, fuck you. I'm, that was a little harsh, sorry. Josh. Yeah, sorry, I take that back. Yeah, walk that back, Yeah, I meant, I meant do what you want. Look, things might get a little heated this Ye Sunday. Yeah. Because... We are going to be watching Survivor Series at, I think it's safe to say, our favorite bar. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite bars for sure. Wow, one of. It is. They're, I can't. You, they're paying you the big bucks and you <laughs> won't not, even remove the qualifier. I, this is unbelievable. No, Justin, for my word to mean anything, i got to be honest with you, 12 Kings is the bar I'm at most. Yeah. I'm there a lot. Which is why I thought I could say it's your favorite bar and you wouldn't be like, mm, 
wanna? <laughs> Wait, so well, listen, I like to drink a great deal. I, I do it a lot. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, well, when we do that, we often do it at 12 Kings Pub. That's at 12th and Kingsway in Vancouver. What? Yeah. I did that bit last week. Oh. Uh, yes. And of course, they are uh, your number one bar in Vancouver to, for all of your wrestling pay per view. That needs. is true. They are playing, look, traditionally, this bar. Bar that we know and love and yep. hold dear to our hearts and go to Saturday karaoke quite a bit. Very often. Uh, they play the big four. Yep. And you can reliably go there and see WrestleMania and Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble and SummerSlam. And even uh, more of the big four. And, and <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles? I don't know what another big four is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Beatles ever played at 12 games. But they might. They you might. could find them there this weekend. I think they are. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Even the dead ones. They'll all be there. So we're going to be there, Justin. We're going to be watching Survivor Series. We're going to be drinking oh, the yeah, cold beer. That's there. the big four. It's you. It's me. It's ECCW wrestler Xavier Galaxy. It's stand-up comedian Jordan Ducharme. Yes. And it's all going down because they are no longer just hosting the big four. They are doing every single pay-per-view all year long. And I'm going to be a little course, sentimental here. This is actually one of the big four, so I didn't need to say yeah. that. But I did want you to know. No, I think, listen, as someone who greatly enjoys wrestling, it is not something that uh, I don't think bars or public places often see a lot of money in. They're not things that are hosted a great deal. So I I'm happy that they're hosting. Mm -hmm. They not think just of us as like stinky people that you wouldn't want to be on a boat with. And that is true. Uh, I am definitely a stinky person who you do not want to be on a boat with. But... Uh, I'm excited that they're doing this, and I'm going to say they, they're doing a signature shot, something they that's going to be sur Survivor Series related, I would assume. $5 uh, sh drink special that, you know, the one for SummerSlam was the Maharaja. Yeah. Uh, who knows who the featured wrestler that the shot is inspired by this week, but I'm going to guess Brock Lesnar. That's we'll a good guess. Yeah, yeah. uh, $8 grilled cheese and fries, which is a good deal no matter how you want to cut it. I'm probably going to eat three of those. I'm, I might just join you. So, uh, and if you cut, and I'm going to sweeten the pot, Justin. Yeah. If you come up to me, Josh Custodial, well, you're sitting at 12 Kings, and you tell me, promo code TOPMARKS, I'll buy you a beer or a shot or something. You whatever know. you really want. Yeah, whatever you want. You know, within reason. Yes. Maybe not like a prime rib dinner. But yeah, don't go crazy, guys. Yeah, Listen, I'm, I'm not made of money. But, uh, you yeah. know, maybe a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It how many people are going to get that offer? The first the first, six? first handful. The first handful. Yeah, however many. Okay. If it gets that, listen, if I'm drunk, I'm probably just going to keep buying it's them. So true. the later you show up. It's true. <laughs> it's now, I have some bad news. What? Unfortunately, I'm going to be very busy being on the radio. Oh, no need to brag, my Justin. Job no need to until brag. about 6 o'clock. So I'm going to miss like half the show. Okay. But uh, I will be there for the tail end, and hopefully our listeners are so drunk yeah. that they've worked up the courage to come over and say hi. So. <laughs> well, you are a big star. <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, true. So, yeah, come sit with me, Jordan Descharmes, and Xavier Galaxy. Then Justin will come join us. It's going to be a great and time. And there's trivia. There's yep. also, uh, like, a predictive sheet. They yeah. have a lot of prizes and whatnot. It's going to be a ton of fun. And Mike Noble will be there, too. Yeah, Mike just walked out of the shower shirtless, and if I can see this body at 12 Kings, <laughs> I will absolutely take it. And he said, that. I'm going to be there. So come like, sit with that's Mike. That's a and big draw. That's the biggest draw we've announced so far. It's going to be very fun. It's 4 p.m. this Sunday at 12 Kings. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. Aren't you glad you didn't press skip 15 seconds? They probably aren't. <laughs> and with that, let's move on to round, round number one. Round one. Fight! Justin, war. What is it good for? Absolutely. No. Games. games. It's good for games. Yeah. War games. Do you know why I'm saying that, Justin? Why? Because this Saturday night, in a pay-per-view that I can only describe as 
very good on paper, NXT is bringing back the War Games match for NXT TakeOver War Games. Look, it's very good on paper, but what about the views? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't that good. It was very good. I like that. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Look, (laughs) I'll preface this by saying, like, it seems like we go through a cycle. Yeah. Like, every fucking time there's one of these TakeOver specials on the network that's like, Oh, if you ask me, uh, uh, this is the least excited I've ever been for a TakeOver. Yeah, I and think then, that was true the last two, for sure. And then TakeOver happens, and it's like, that was actually the best TakeOver <laughs> I've ever seen. It does feel like that happens each time. I'm going to go on record and say this is the most excited I've ever been yeah, for a Yeah, I'm going to break rank with that and yeah. say, even as someone who has only sporadically watched NXT over the build to this event, I am still fired up for this. How much is that that I refuse to shut the fuck up about it? Mm, probably like 97%. <laughs> no, no, not, not actually. Good. Because like, I'm super into a lot of the story arcs right now, but more than that, like a lot of the characters. I'm really invested yes. in like, uh, like pretty much all of the NXT roster at the moment. It feels that way. At the top anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xavier and I watched the... Uh, not that we ever hang out or anything. You and Xavier because, Galaxy? You know, we just, I don't get along with that guy. Yeah, you hate him, but, I thought. But uh, we watched the uh, episode where they did that big women's battle royal for the fourth yeah. and final entrant in the uh, women's title match. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. And it was crazy to think like that there are probably like 15 to 20. Like There was a lot of women in that ring. Yep. Like the most that have probably ever been in an NXT ring before. That's got to be true, doesn't it? And not just that, but like I knew almost all of their names yeah. and had a rooting interest in like 70% of them, which is crazy. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe let's start there then on the card. Uh, we have the Fatal 4-Way for the now vacant Asuka's Old Women's NXT Championship, and it's uh, going to be decided in a Fatal 4-Way, non-elimination, just a typical 4-Way between Ember Moon, the debuting, or no, takeover debuting, Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross, and Peyton Royce. What do we think of this? Uh, that's probably your best four that you could possibly put in this match. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Maybe space for Ruby Riot instead of Peyton yeah, Royce. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, uh, I mean, personally, I think Peyton's going to win the match. Whoa, really? I, I mean, I feel like I've been very outward about this the entire time. I feel so. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't think you've told I, me we've this. We've never talked about this before. I don't think so. If, if uh, Asuka was going to surrender the belt and not lose it to Ember that the best person to come away with the belt after a lengthy run of like an undefeated ass kicker champion is to go completely in the other direction, mm. a nefarious heel, beatable, you know, uh, uh, a, a pinnable champ that you think could lose it at any given moment. Okay. Kind of like the Seth Rollins, uh, like what Seth Rollins was with the WWE title, but like for the women's NXT title. And I also think that Iconic deserves a title run. They yeah. are super entertaining. It's a great act. They should get called up to the main roster before too long, and there's no better way to send them off than to let them finally be the top heels on this show. And I just think that following up Asuka with another undefeated Japanese woman in Kairi Sane is the wrong way to yeah, go. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like Ember in the chase against... Uh, Peyton is the best way to go. I don't have a ton of interest in Nikki Cross with the title, even though I respect the hell out of her and think she's an incredible worker for both character, story, and honestly wrestling reasons, because I don't think Peyton is 
that at all yeah. in the ring. She's pretty good, honestly, and she's a great character. Great character. Uh, she's my choice as the natural uh, follow-up with that NXT Women's title. I like that pick. As I hear you talk about it, it actually doesn't seem as insane as maybe initially. The only person I think you can't have win it is Ember Moon because it makes the title look shitty. If this person we've seen cannot beat Asuka, then the she wins. It's the clear second best person in the division now has the belt. I think it can't go to Ember. I think they might actually put it on Nikki Cross. That was sort of my lean. Have Sanity with a bunch of belts because I think it is leading to a Shield feud eventually. Oh, so yeah. having them all look like single star strong. Sanity have the tag belts right now. I'm going to go Nikki Cross. I think both of us picking things a little bit off board. I would imagine Sane and Moon would be the, the betting favorites. But that's my pick. I think this will probably be a pretty good match. I just think she's such a tweener right now that like like Sanity is basically turned face. Yeah, I think they have. But she's still kind of like an oddball in that women's... Like, it's tough to say that she has turned face in the women's division when, you know, like, clearly she has against, like... Uh, whatever, the Undisputed Era. Yeah. But it's, that's, like, separate from anything that's going on with that title. Totally. Uh, I don't know that we need to spend too much time on this one, but we've got a giant hoss battle between Cassius Ono and our guy Lars Sullivan. This should be fun, I think. I don't think it's going to get a ton of time, but I think they're going to beat the shit out of each other for probably eight to ten minutes, and it's going to be very watchable. Uh, it's probably the opener, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that's a really good opener for what's going to be a great show, something that'll get the crowd fired up early. You and I were both very impressed by Lars Sullivan yeah. when we saw him at the house show back uh, in Vancouver in the summertime, back in July. And uh, it's kind of the... I think Cassius is like one of the best people to put him with Definitely. at this point good for like an actual program that will get a very good match out yeah, of him. Yeah, and let two big a more experienced big guy help out another big guy. Uh, I, I don't have super high expectations for this playing out in ring, but I think it's good, and I think you, you got to have Lars Sullivan win. What do you think? I, I agree, and I also want to compliment him by saying – uh, you know, uh, he might still have some drawbacks in the ring, but when you look at where he is now mm-hmm. versus where Braun was when he started out, he is, like, developmentally already so far ahead. Great point. So he might not plateau to the same heights that Braun has, but I think he's got a pretty high ceiling, and, like, his look is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he is a mammoth. Uh, we'll move on here, Justin. The The UK title is up uh, for for some competition. A chance that it could get off of Pete Dunne because he's being challenged by Johnny Gargano. How do you you feel about this? I mean, in ring, not a lot to complain about here, right? Is Johnny Gargano British? No. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, but they had non-Europeans win the European title back in the day and whatnot. It's just a belt. Listen, I don't think Gargano's going to win it. Uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably true, because they're going to have a great match. Yeah. Those two guys are going to be exceptional. I, oh, I, I'm very excited for this. I think this is uh, your sleeper for match of the night. You you know, look, we talked last week about the fact that Pete Dunne and that whole UK division doesn't appear enough yeah. on WWE television, whether that's 205 Live or NXT or, or anywhere. I think we pitched it should be on both. Yeah, honestly, and it should definitely be defended on basically every takeover. So to see it just come back after, you know, their last takeover appearance was essentially the match of the year in WWE at this sure. point. Uh, it seems like a natural decision to put that uh, title match. And look, if you want a smaller guy to go up against Pete Dunne and, and have him have a hell of a match against somebody that he can conceivably defeat and look spectacular doing so yep. against, I think Johnny Gargano is the best possible choice. Yeah, he's way up there. Are you both? Are you? Bo- are we both picking Dunne though to retain? I, yeah, I think so. He's he, like he, they, he he hasn't been on television enough with the title for me to want to see him lose it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, what's that? It's not on. 
It's not on the network. That is just oh. for the live show. Wow. It's on the Wikipedia page. How frustrating. Yeah, well, we'll find out about that. It'll probably be on NXT television the week after, I think, when they do those follow-up episodes. Yeah, you'd hope so. Because yeah. they, they do tape a bunch of shit for the week after. Uh, it's like they take two weeks off, actually. But Justin, uh, regardless. I, I, I sort of regret that we didn't get a chance to do a whole round on this next feud. Because I think this is something, two guys and a feud that we both... We talked a little bit about yeah. it with Rob Riso yeah. on the... Yeah, the we other talked way. about it with Rob a couple weeks back. But Aleister Black versus the Felveteen Dream is happening. Uh, we don't have unlimited time, but gosh, what, what a star-making feud for both guys, which you can't say all the time. Yeah, right? it's very rare that you look at one feud and, and say, wow, like this really got both guys over here. And played to both their strengths. Absolutely, and and really built them both as as characters and not just, uh, you know, exactly. ass-kickers. Exactly. Like, that's all Aleister Black was coming into this. Yep. And you and I both were still super into him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but clearly, like, this has been uh, enormously beneficial. And uh, I, I cannot wait to see this match. I really do believe, and we've hit on this a bunch of times in talking about him over, like, every time he comes up on this show. Yeah. Uh, the Velveteen Dream is, like, so good what in can the you ring. Say? He's, like... like uh, the total package. He's the got elbow. the character work. His ring work is spectacular. For someone who came out of uh, Tough Enough. Yeah, that's so weird to think about. Like, he's probably the best person to ever come out of that show. Yeah. Uh, no one else comes to mind. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was uh, yeah. Miz? Was uh, Miz on Tough Enough? Was Miz? Yeah. Yeah. He's, Velveteen Dream is way better than look, Miz. Look, it took Miz a decade to get where he is right now. Yeah. Again, like I just said about Lars Sullivan and Braun Strowman, he's ahead of the curve. Whether he gets to the tippity top, we'll see. But uh, I would say his ring work is already better than Miz. It's so weird to me, Justin, because if you would have asked me two months ago, and I think we talked about this, Aleister Black was just one of my absolute favorite things going on on WWE TV. I think in this feud, I've enjoyed Velveteen Dream more than Aleister Black, who I love. I have a bunch of his t-shirts. I think Aleister Black's the man. But gosh, Velveteen Dream has made a fan out of your boy in this. And I think he's going to win on Sunday. I oh, I don't know about that. I think Aleister Black is probably still going to come out on top. It's too soon, I think, for him to lose just yet. Could we have to see a schmoz and see this continue? I feel like people want more of this feud. I agree with you, but I also feel like NXT definitely structures their feuds for takeover yeah. blow-offs. It's rare... Outside of the title picture, and even that is kind of rare at this point that you see uh, multiple takeovers in one feud. It's what if, if any feud deserves it? I strongly agree with you that it is this one. And look, you and I have both seen this match already. It was at the house show. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was great. And it was spectacular. It was great. Match of the night. Uh, Justin, in the title program, although I don't know if it's going to main event, but the title program on Sunday for the NXT Championship is Drew McIntyre defending against Andrade Cien Almas. Another guy who I think we both just super agree. Listen, I saw on Twitter somebody say uh, he's the best wrestler on the roster right now. I, yeah. I don't agree with that yet because he's not proven enough. But holy shit, can this guy do any wrong? What is I, he bad at? I saw Cage Side Seats headline yesterday that was like, it took some searching and a lot of bumps along the road. Yeah. But WWE finally has their next Latino superstar. Oh, yeah. And Especially there's, with... There's uh, no question. With Zelina? Like, it's just such a good act. Yeah. The, like, he... I, I said this on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and maybe I mentioned it on the show as well. It is no exaggeration for me to say that one of the highlights of NXT television in the post-Owen Zane era has been watching Andrade just, like, 
figure it out yep. week yep. to week over the last year or so, basically. He's a guy that has been in NXT for longer than you'd think. Oh, yeah. And and one of those guys where, like, the longer it takes, the less faith you would think that he's going to be somebody who is, like, a top star in WWE because most of those guys just rocket to the top right away. But he has gotten better like a fine wine the entire time he's been there. And, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Hideo Itami. I'm an even bigger fan of Andrade. Hey, Cien that's almost. what I'm here to hear. So, but is it, he winning the belt? Uh, probably not. I don't think so either. Which uh, It's but... going to be a really good match, though. I'm yep. very much looking forward to it. And, uh, I mean, like, he should get called up soon. That's the only reason yep. that I don't have him winning the belt this week is because he should just get called up to the main roster immediately. He's got star written all over him. And and I couldn't agree more. And, fine, and I feel like people don't talk about how good his in-ring is. Like, just his week-to-week matches on NXT are great. In what I think is going to main event, the return of WCW's War Games match, which rules you can look up on WWE.com. It's a little different than your classic yeah. War Games, though. The competitors are being suspended in shark cages. Yeah, you're going to get three V1V1, three V3V1, all sorts of fun stuff. You can go look that up. I'm not going to explain it. Too boring and I barely understand it. But the competitors are the Authors of Pain, joined by Roderick Strong, versus... Sanity, Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane. My gosh, what how strong is that team on paper right now? And the undisputed era of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. How could this suck, Justin? Uh, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be the best match of the weekend. It can't like, suck, there's right? There's no way that, like, look, I'm expecting the men's five-on-five match in Survivor Series to be a crackerjack, but there's no way that this War Games is not the match of the weekend. The competitors are stacked to the roof, and just like seeing War Games for the first time in close to 20 years or so at this point, I would think. What I think with this new rule set allows them to do some very interesting things booking in terms of who they want to make look strong or give excuses for looking a little weaker. I feel like this is the one match that is unpredictable. I have no idea who is going to win this because there's no title implications on the line whatsoever. Uh, But I would ask... Do you feel like we are going to see a turn on Sunday? That somebody, Ooh. for example, Roderick Strong, perhaps, is yeah. going to... Join the Undisputed Era? Yes. I, I'm going to say no uh, against sort of conventional wisdom uh, because I think... I, don't, I, just don't, I just don't see it right now, even though it does make sense. They're all old Ring of Honor boys. What do you think? I feel like Roddy is finally clicking at a babyface level the way that he should be. Yeah. And it's probably the wrong decision to turn him right now. But it feels like expect the unexpected that might happen. Who I think wins? Undisputed Era is going to win. They need a big, uh, big W in like one of their debut marquee matches. I-, I think they will also win. But all I'm hoping for is Killian Dane just destroy some shit. <laughs> there we I'm go. So stoked for this card. That was 15 minutes, and yeah, it's going to be a great show. I'm very much excited for it. That is. But uh, uh, you know what I'm also excited for? Tell me, Justin. The return of Drummer Slam. Now, Drummer Slam has been gone for so long, Josh, that I feel like we might have a new generation of listeners who aren't even aware of what it even is. Are you talking about the dozens and dozens of Top Marks listeners who have joined us? I'm also talking about, yes, the generation millennial. (laughs) Well, then why don't I explain how Drummer Slam works, Justin? I, Josh Custodio, play in a rock and roll outfit, and sometimes when we're at practice, I ask our drummer, the my roommate... You're wearing your rock and roll outfit right now, actually. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to rock and roll. He's got a nice scarf on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like Jericho. Just like walked off the set of a (laughs) Fozzie music video. I hate them. (laughs) Uh, And Justin, so sometimes when we're at practice, I ask our drummer, and I say, hey, Brock, can you do this famous pro wrestling catchphrase? 
and play it on the drums. Justin, I then ha- record that on my phone. I have you listen to it, and you have to guess what the catchphrase in question is based off of only the drums. I mean, you knew that. I'm explaining Yeah. That. Yeah. Do, do you understand how it works? Though? I Just do understand. It is enormously difficult, of course. Yeah. Because I don't really have a heck of a lot to go off But of you here. always seem to overperform. Yeah. Just like Sunday Night I'm, Tweet. I think I'm Just two for three at this point. That's pretty good. Yeah. The only one I didn't get was Enzo Amore, and I still got the my name is part. I just thought it was Paul Heyman. Right. That is pretty impressive. So I'm doing pretty well at this game, if I have to be honest. But, you know, it's difficult. I don't like my chances. We're going to see how I do as we hear the drum catchphrase right now. Just off of that little <laughs> roll there, and the way you burst out laughing <laughs> as soon as it happened. Do you know what it is? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut here. What do you think? And go with uh, one of the funniest things that I've seen on WWE television. Go since, ahead. Since I came back to the fold five I want years you to ago, get this. I'm gonna go with that time. The Undertaker made that really <laughs> weird guttural noise. Yes, when, Justin. When he said. Rest in peace. <laughs> is that is that what gave it away? The like falling on the floor, Tom? Because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's I mean, the way you burst out laughing immediately kind of <laughs> Shit. pointed me in the direction of something funny. Also, well, because at practice, I'm like, oh, what are some famous ones? And rest in peace comes up, and yeah. then Matt pitches. Well, you have to do the gargle. Oh, because I know Matt's as big of a fan of that gargle as I am. It is unbelievably funny. Just the Undertaker going. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> so, does that put you at three and four? Yeah, three for four. That's unbelievable. Well, yeah. uh, we recorded a bunch, so if the people like it, do you like doing drummer slam? I do like doing drummer slam. Then we can bring it back over. We'll spread it over the next couple of weeks. Sounds okay. good. And with that, I think it's time that we move on to round, round number two. Round two. Fight. <laughs> Justin, I forgot to tell you, the most insane thing happened to me this week. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, I mean, the show isn't, don't put this on the show, but the most insane thing happened to me. Did you find your boots? <laughs> no, I did. Still missing. Oh. Uh, no, I got the absolute shit beat out of me, but then offered a job. Really? Yeah. This guy just out of nowhere, like, absolutely thwomped on me, but people were so sympathetic to me that I got offered my dream job. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Do you know who's that? A complete who that completely mirrors? Um, Rocky Balboa? <laughs> <laughs> no? Have you seen those movies? Well, I think he gets beat up at some point. Yeah, but then he... And then he gets his dream job. Another fight? Yeah. Then he loses it. Justin, it mirrors James Ellsworth and you know. No, hang on. I had another guess. Is it... Oh, what was his... What's his name? I don't know. Adonis Creed? That's the name of the kid in Creed, right? Uh, Is it? I think his first name's Adonis. Adonis? Yeah, I I think so. I know the dad's Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. Is the kid Adonis? I think so. Okay, well, go ahead. Creed. Okay, but it's not Creed. No. What makes you think it is? Well, you already told me James Ellsworth. It is James Ellsworth, Justin. And wow, what a... Were you surprised this morning when you heard James Ellsworth had gotten released from WWE? Yeah, because it feels like the legs have not fallen off of that train quite yet. Like, he's obviously reinvented himself a few times over, and uh, you could retrospectively look at his final appearance last week 
as a send-off of sorts. In that, uh, Only in hindsight, I think. It didn't occur to me at the time that that would be his farewell. Yeah, because he still was like on the house show tour this weekend getting oh, was stunnered by every single woman. <laughs> I saw that. That was a great video. Because, um, by God, he's got a family and all that stuff. Sure. But, uh, yeah, like he's an entertaining guy, you know, and he was a kind of a chameleon. He was able to adapt to a number of different roles that they put him in. Around the main event scene as well, like he really did it all over the course of his one year in the WWE. Yeah. And, you know, good for him. He's a guy that, like, you know, whenever somebody leaves, it's like, well, they'll probably go, like, make a killing on the indies. I really think that James Ellsworth probably will. That, like, more so than, like, a a Darren Young, for For example. He is definitely a guy that uh, I'm going to look to. Uh, as being like somebody who, if they were on a local show, I would go to that show. Am I mistaken, or does James Ellsworth own his own local wrestling promotion? Um, I thought he did. And if he does, that promotion is going to take a little bit of uh, a rise, I think. Its stock is going up. You are probably right about that. I I I don't know that he's the owner of... I have no idea, though. But I thought, regardless, I totally agree that his return to the independence is going to go better than certainly Darren Young, which I think is interesting, because Darren Young, probably the better quote-unquote wrestler of the two of them. Easily. But James Ellsworth had such a unique run in WWE that I think it needs to be brought up. So he's brought in as just a jobber during that Braun Strowman post-Brand split. The first jobber. Was he the very first one? He was the very first one. And probably... No, hands down, easily the most memorable. Yeah, so so what is that? Is that just how, not to sound rude, but sort of pathetic and, you know, weaselly he looks? Is that what made him resonate with people? Because Braun Strowman flattening a small man, I, I can't remember any other jobber in that situation. And yet James Ellsworth resonated with people in that moment. Any two man, many man with two hands has a fighting chance. I mean, his catchphrase alone kind of propelled him to that kind of... Honestly, that's what got him the job. Yeah, for sure. More so than like his ability to take a beating from Braun, because anyone can do that. You and I can do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I would beat up he, Braun pretty easily. You know that that was an era where all of these guys, all of these local talent jobbers, were given kind of like fifteen seconds on the mic in an interview with like Renee or yeah. whoever to like establish yourself as somebody that we might care a little bit about right. before this big bad monster comes out and ends your life. I basically. actually remember it was Byron doing those interviews true, and he'd was. always just be like well, good luck, I guess. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, true. true. Like, as if they had signed. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to go bungee jumping with no bungee. It's like, uh, Byron's like, oh, yeah, well, like, hey, you might, you can maybe, yeah. maybe you'll hit the I water mean, right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably going to die, but uh, good luck to you. What else can I say? But using that catchphrase, that small interview, James Ellsworth manages to get some online fan support saying, we want Ellsworth. Yeah, a lot of people did, like, Photoshop mock-ups of him being the cover athlete for WWE 2K17 <laughs> right. yeah. or whatever, which actually got played on WWE television before he even got signed because Daniel Bryan was a big fan of him and talked him up on Talking Smack and they put those images up on Talking Smack. I didn't remember that. That's Uh, great. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Talking Smack and Daniel Bryan wind up being kind of like this pivotal thing in his run because he appeared on the show both as a heel and a baby face. Well, yeah. Daniel Bryan talked him up as well. You know, one of the most legendary moments in the entire history of James Ellsworth is Bryan kind of alluding to Renee that a lot of the guys in the locker room are, like, (laughs) jealous and uncomfortable whenever he's around because he has an enormous, enormous 
dick. The big hog. Yeah, the big hog. We call him the big hog for a reason, and Renee did not want to know that reason. I love it. But, uh, yeah, like... I don't think we can talk about James Ellsworth on SmackDown without bringing up Dean Ambrose, who apparently was a big advocate for him, wrote a lot of that, and was pitching to creative. Hey, I want James Ellsworth by my side as this sort of annoying friend as I take on AJ. Which is kind of surprising that Dean would promote that because it seems ultimately like, look, you and I have talked about the fact that over the course of his run on SmackDown, he came in as like the hot commodity in the entire company. He was yeah. the WWE champion. And over the year that he was on the blue brand, he lost his luster in a way where that AJ's star only rose and rose and rose. Oh, yeah. And I think his involvement with Ellsworth is tied to that because yeah. I a lot of people complained that it was making the title be too comedic. Comedy, there was too yeah. much comedy involved in yeah. it. And and look, look after the match, uh, you know that that uh, AJ won because Ellsworth betrayed Dean at TLC and tipped yeah. the ladder over. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Ellsworth got a bunch of shots at that title. He he was involved. He had like three matches with AJ Styles and has a winning record against him. Ultimately, That's insane. He's two and one. The only one that he didn't win was for the WWE title. But James Ellsworth, local fucking indie nobody, yeah. had a match against AJ Styles and won. for the <laughs> WWE championship. Yeah. That like he got murked yeah, in that match. Yeah, he doesn't match. even hit him with a finisher, does he? Is no. just a Pele kick he pins with I have I think? no idea. But he yeah. also did that I can't remember at what point in the feud it was, but but he did a spot where he did a Styles clash off of the steel steps to the floor, oh, and you see AJ make a leg adjustment in midair because he realizes he is literally going to murder Ellsworth. Yeah, Ellsworth tucks his head the wrong way. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, but you know, kudos to James Ellsworth for being willing to take whatever beating they were going to throw his way. Because, like, yeah. look, not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. No. Not muscular in any way. Nope. Not, not not an athlete, really. Doesn't seem to be. Uh, and he was just willing to get thrown through tables, thrown off ladders. Whatever. He, he was, yeah, he was game for anything. And you have to respect him for that. I think it's a, f a great story. I do want to be clear. I didn't like the stuff after the turning on Dean. I thought that his involvement in the main event picture sort of wore out its welcome there. But then, oh, and I think we'd be remiss to not talk about uh, No Chin Music. I mean, yeah. one of the great naming conventions of the 21st century. Just yeah, or e even Jericho calling him Chintz McMahon. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there, there was a lot of fun surrounding him. But so he's, he exits the main event He eliminated picture. Braun Strowman from Survivor Series last, last year. Insanity. Which was a great moment, And then too. took the biggest bump of his life immediately <laughs> afterwards. That was a fun bit of storytelling that he ends up coming back and getting one over on Braun. You sort of forget about that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, so he, he exits the main event picture and allies with Carmella. Okay, this is his sort of third stage of his career. He exits the AJ Styles feud, and now he's Carmella's not-boyfriend. Uh, she was just manipulating him. Right, yeah. Uh, and it... it was great because it it came organically out of that AJ Dean feud. Totally. Where she looked at him and how far he was willing to go for his buddy Dean Ambrose or the guy who he felt like he had a better shot at the title against in AJ Styles. Right. Uh, and, you know, if he was able and willing to go so far to involve himself in matches to determine the outcomes, she sees this perfect mark for her con game where 
I'm not winning anything in this women's division, and I'm going to get this stupid idiot to interfere on my behalf all the time, and we're just going to rack up wins and, and make me the next big thing. And it and worked. It worked. Like, not only from a, like, kayfabe perspective, but, like, a reality perspective. Carmella is a big deal right now. For sure. And I honestly, the, like, the biggest surprise to me from last week when they basically broke them up and him getting released today, it's like, I I worry how she will be affected by this because it seems like... Her act, especially, is losing something and not having him around. What did you think of the Carmella with James Ellsworth on a leash carrying the money in the bank? How did you feel about that specifically? Extremely degrading. <laughs> like, it, it, like, honestly, it seemed like the last year, the entire run of James Ellsworth's contract was just like a, a rib that yeah. Vince McMahon was maybe in on like with himself only, <laughs> that he was just trying to come up with a, like increasingly embarrassing ways to completely humiliate and emasculate this man. Yes. But it made for great television. Yeah, two weeks ago when he was literally dressed as a dog. Oh, I guess that was the Halloween episode. Yeah. Uh, dressed as a dog. Did it make you uncomfortable in any way, him on the leash, or is this all good no, in the hood? Like I didn't re- like I did not read any sort of S and M Sure. Dom, sub, whatever. There were some any of that. atrocious takes on Twitter of being like, imagine if the roles were reversed. Of course. And but it's like, like, well, you're an idiot. He's a like, fucking dog man. It's yeah, hilarious. He's, yeah, it's like, you are a turd like, if you... He was already... I, I may have said this on this show before, but like her like gimmick and outfit and routine had kind of turned into this pro wrestling version of the typical... Hollywood blonde with a little dog in a, yeah. in a purse, basically. Paris Hilton with the exactly, tiny dog. Exactly, yes, because yes. she's got her tiny dog in Ellsworth and the Money in the Bank briefcase as her purse. Yeah. And, like, it worked. It was great. Like, look, I defended even the fact that he interfered in the Money in the Bank well, we match and did. won her yeah. that briefcase in the first place because it was a heat magnet. It made people genuinely angry in an era where it is, you know, Look, we, like as we saw in the dabbles in racism with Ginger Mahal, it's hard to make people angry legitimately. Yeah. And Ellsworth seemed to have a knack for doing it. Yeah, uh, and, and again, his placement, he is so, should I say, docile looking. Like He looks so non-threatening that I think you can use him in those roles, whereas you couldn't put, let's say, Roman Reigns or some sort of big physical imposing force. And I think that that is... Something that is sort of unique to Ellsworth. Like, he is so wimpy that you can put him in these situations. And that makes me kind of sad that he's leaving, if I'm being honest. I don't think I'm going to miss him a great deal two months from now. But I do share your concerns that Carmella's going to lose something without him by his side. I definitely feel like she they should have waited on making this break from him and, and releasing him until after she had cashed in money course, in the bank and become right? a champion. Because that is the natural progression. She's at the top. She got everything she wanted. Kick him to the curb. He's done. Yeah. I, I also do want to bring up that when a couple shows that I went to, live shows, there were a decent amount of James Ellsworth shirts there. Like, I hope he made some merch money. Like I, he, The one I, with just, like, his face on yeah, it? Yeah, the circle. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. And I, I just feel like, while well, James Ellsworth, he's so uniquely pro wrestling in the way that what else could this guy do? Like, mm-hmm. he's not a star, and that's what made him a star. It made him a man for his place. What's the line from Big Lebowski? It's like, there's always a man for his place. I feel like that was James Ellsworth. Yeah. He was the man in the woman's division. And just had... It was, I, it was, I don't know about you, but... Uh... 
I take comfort in knowing he's out there. Dude, that was a good Sam Elliott. Uh, Dude, that was a pretty good Sam Elliott impression. It was okay. But uh, you know what? The more that we've talked about this, the more we've focused on his kind of reinventions, it does kind of strike me that like maybe there was nothing left after this. It could well be, but at least see the money in the bank through is how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like that the intergender match with Becky Lynch in particular being the one to ultimately serve him his sexist comeuppance yeah. was the right call, but they got to it too early. Yeah, I like agree. that match deserved or should have build. built to it. That yeah. match deserved build. Honestly, I expected that match to happen at SummerSlam. Becky versus Ellsworth yeah, singles to be a pay per view match where we are going to see this guy get exploded through a table or something. Like there's, I said that on this show even. Like it seemed yep. like that was the natural progression, and instead they just kind of blew it off as quick as they could. And I remain surprised that we didn't get the tag match. I thought for sure we were going to get Carmella and Ellsworth tagging against Charlotte and um, uh, Becky. I thought it, that was just going to happen. It also felt like a departure in his normal character last week too. Like they really that was weird. Made him an overt sexist, someone who like bent over backwards to support Carmella is all of a sudden being like, I don't even believe in women's wrestling, but whatever. It seems to make her happy, so I let her do it. Best James Ellsworth moment. Uh, gotta be eliminating Braun and then that table spot at Survivor Series. For me, I like the promo where he's talking about how the women want him, but they can't have him. <laughs> Will we miss him? In the short term, yes. I agree. And that was 15 minutes on James Ellsworth. There we go. But uh, we're going to see another return this week. Not only is Drummer Slam back in the fold, but so is Keep It or Kick It. We 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 keep it or kick it. Now, Josh, what happens in Keep It or Kick It? I don't know. (laughs) You (laughs) rattle off a rapid-fire list of topics and ask me one simple question about each and every one of them. If you're going to keep it or kick it. Keep it meaning you like it, you want it, you want to keep it around. Can't get enough of it. (laughs) Kick it meaning... I've had enough of it. You have had enough of this shit. Now... This got a good response on Twitter. It made me want to do it again. So here we are. And it's just another good excuse to play some Tribe Called Quest. You know, why not? <laughs> I thought that was great putting it underneath. Can I kick it? Anyway. Yeah. Justin, are you ready for this week's Keep It or Kick It? Never been more ready for anything in my dang life. Justin, keep it or kick it. Another season of Breaking Ground. Oh, absolutely keep it. Dana Brooke as people's sidekick. Kick it. Triple H in big matches. Kick it. Roman Reigns using the Shield's music. Kick it. A developmental fed under NXT on the network. Keep it. Another Goldberg return. Keep it. The Street Profits. I don't even know what that is. The tag team on NXT, the the two guys, and they're, they're two African-American gentlemen. They're kind of gangster. Oh, I haven't seen this act. It sounds bad. I'm going to say kick it. <laughs> A Kofi Kingston world title run. Ooh, that is not the member of New Day I would go with. But you know what? I'll say keep it. Shane McMahon as a GM. Keep it. Babyface Sasha Banks. Kick it. Mountain Dew Kickstart. Kickstart it. (laughs) Nice. I considered that when I wrote it. Very good. (laughs) Drew McIntyre as a champion. Keep it. Jinder Mahal as a babyface. Ooh. Not yet. Kick it, but eventually keep it. Brock Lesnar's chest tattoo. Ooh, kick it. And finally, 
Hulk Hogan returning to WWE. The biggest <laughs> kick it of all time. <laughs> what is what is bigger? Your keeping of Rusev Day or your kicking of Hulk Hogan coming back? Ooh, keeping of Rusev Day. I appreciate that. And it's that Rusev Day. And that's keep it or kick it. And I think we can move on from there to round number three. Round three, fight! Hey there, Justin. How's it going? I feel good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Justin, what's your favorite Destiny's Child song? Ooh, probably Say My Name. Are you sure it isn't Survivor? Because it would work really well. No, it's Say My Name, which works really well with the Velveteen Dream, Aleister Black feud, actually. That, you should have done that. still keeping it on brand. You are keeping it. Or kick. Okay, so. Uh, I'm kicking it on brand also. Well, Justin, mine is Survivor because mm-hmm. this weekend is not WWE Presents Survivor Series. Ah, of course. You see? I should have known. You should, that's where it was going. Yes, it was Destiny that we get here. Destino! <laughs> Uh, let's just jump into this card, Justin, because, boy, there is a lot of people yeah, on this card. Yeah, we have a card. lot to cover here. Holy shit, there are a lot of people. We really need to just start talk getting into th- Let's start with the biggest match of them all, the one that had the biggest build that nobody <laughs> can stop talking about. Yeah. The dirt sheets are like, wow, I haven't seen a match built like this in in eons. Yeah. It's like really set the business on fire. It sure has. I'm talking, of course, about the United States champion <laughs> Baron Corbin against the Intercontinental champion The Miz. What the fuck is there to say about this? Is this going to be on the pre-show? God, I hope so. Uh, No, I bet it's on the main show. It's going to be awful. Yeah, there's no reason to think this is going to be good. The build has been zero. You need to give Miz TV time with the decided opponent because what he does best is get you invested via talking. Absolutely, and all he's done talking-wise for this entire month is run down the shield. Well, not only that, and then on Monday he was like, well, to Baron Corbin or Sin Cara, because he didn't know at that point who his opponent would be. Just, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time There's a lot of this on this card, though, of just, like, last-minute alterations. And look... I don't want to, and I said this last week, we yeah. often complain that things are too staid and that Survivor Series itself is like kind of pressing pause on all of our programs so that we can do these things that don't make sense and don't really have any lasting impact and we're just going to forget about them immediately after the show is over. This year, it felt like the build to the show was a ride to get there yeah. and not just hitting pause on everything. You I, know? Yeah, very and, much so. And that is to the detriment a little bit because it feels like they have completely altered their long-term plans to do this. Uh, In but, what way? Oh, it just feels like Jinder's oh, losing the title sure. yeah. and like you know Triple H being, now being involved in this match. I felt like the clear direction all along was that Kevin Owens was going to face Triple H at WrestleMania. And after this week, it feels like Triple H is going to face Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Oh, and I am not really me. into that. I like I doesn't it doesn't seem like there's any way that Owens and Zayn or Owens at all can come out of this show with a clear direction towards Mania, and that's kind of all I was expecting of it in the end. Yeah, I think I think you are actually so, correct about that. So like, who are you taking in Miz and Corbin? Oh, who fucking cares? Who I'm could taking care? a bullet to the brain. You it's have like, to pick. I'll take Miz then, I guess. But like. Cor- like, just from their <laughs> builds and styles, it seems like Corbin should win. But psychologically, in terms of, like, storytelling, ring psychology, there's no way that these characters work together at all. There's nothing to think. There's no reason to think this is going to be a great match. No. 
There's or good or even passable. Like there's no rooting interest. Fans watching this should want the building to collapse on these guys. Nothing like heel versus heel. All yeah. right, Justin, you ready for another just dynamite build? Absolutely. Uh, Non-title match, but two champions involved. We have Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. I actually think this is a much better match than Alexa versus Natalia. It makes more sense. And not just because it's a face-heel dynamic, but because these two were literally swapped for each other oh, at yeah, the shakeup. If and only they, they would talk about that on TV. They kind of did, actually. Did they? Charlotte did last night after she won the title, I oh, okay. felt like. Uh, in that, like, before Raw had a goddess, it had a queen. Oh, she did. Th- and they right. did, like, they've taken each other's place, basically, on, on their respective shows. Yep. It's the natural feud. Charlotte's going to win, yeah. I would expect. It's going to be probably one of Alexa's best matches ever. Uh, Maybe. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty good. I am not looking forward to this match. Again, I, I need the investment. I need some build if I think it isn't going to be very good in-ring, and I just don't think this is going to be very good in-ring. I'll say this. I have more interest in this than the women's five-on-five. Whoa, really? Yeah. I think just like that it's elimination. Bring. Well, let's jump into it. The women's five-on-five. Oh, boy. Here's here's the greatest hits. It's uh, Captain Alicia, Alicia Fox. Captain. She's the captain now, Alicia Fox. Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bayley. Versus Team SmackDown, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and Lana. That's Natalia, actually. Oh, yeah, now Natalia. Sorry, yeah, Natalia. Well, it says Lana here. Lana will yeah. be like a company, and I'm sure okay, but so she's l- not going to be in the Let match. me just say this. When I saw the Raw Invasion angle last night on SmackDown, it really struck me how much fucking better the Raw women are in kayfabe yeah. than the SmackDown women. Yeah, you, Who do they answer Asuka and Nia Jax Yeah, with? you would think that Nia could have done that entire invasion by herself, really. Who is the strongest booked woman on the SmackDown team? Becky? Uh, yeah, probably. Natalia or Becky? Yeah, Becky. Both people you would fully expect Asuka to destroy. Because Becky is like... And I've said this about her before. She's like Lady Sami Zayn when he was a face. Yeah. And then even when she loses, she's like, they go out of her way to give her an out as to why she yeah, lost. Yeah, if you need to pull the trigger on them, you can. Uh, Justin, who wins this? got to be Team Raw, right? Uh, I actually think Team SmackDown is going to win this because Raw is probably going to win a lot of the other ones. How do you eliminate Asuka and Nia? Count out? I don't, yeah. like, I don't, like, I don't know. Because that, that's like the only way you can eliminate Nia or Asuka rather without her actually taking a loss. Like it yeah. didn't do anything to Braun last year that's to true. be counted out by James Ellsworth of all sure. people. So she could easily recover from that. But, uh, you know, this is like we're leading to a page return at this point in the Raw women's division, it feels I like. I hope so. Uh, she was backstage this past week. Oh, is that right? And was kicked around as a possible person to take that final spot instead of Bailey. Okay. Um, but they didn't go that way quite yet, and maybe when they lose, uh, it's going to be that. That's you know, the reason. Sure. Yeah, okay. You didn't have the original, whatever she the is, the team now. or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm still saying Raw. You say SmackDown. Let's move on. Enzo Amore versus Kalisto. Do we care? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Justin's exploding. Justin. Justin. Sorry, that fart was uh, about as interesting as this match is going to be. Probably. Let's hope it's as long. Nah, they had, they had a sloppy match last time. I do think that these two guys can work better together than yeah. they've shown so I think far. So too. Um, and I mean, I'm looking forward to this feud to be over because I feel like whatever comes next for Enzo is 
going to be pretty decent. I actually feel like Enzo deserves better than this feud. How's that to say? Yeah, I agree. But, like, Kalisto is a good ring worker, though, so it's sure. weird to feel like he he should be a big deal in this division, and he really does not feel like it. Okay, let's exit the bullshit. Now we're getting into some stuff that oh, I am oh, into. Oh, the real deal. We got the real deal here, Justin. We have Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos. Not quite as excited for this as I would have been for Sheamus and Cesaro, or rather the Usos versus Seth, Seth and, Dean. and Dean. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really hot match yep. that they should try to get to at some point. I agree. Uh, regardless, even like, I, I guess like, you know, obviously we're, we're looking at the only time of the year the only time. Ron SmackDown Superstar. I'm sorry, I need to pause you here. I need to pause you. Yeah. But this week on Monday Night Raw, when J- Jason Jordan was like faux crying to his dad. That's, he's like, what, that's what I'm doing right now. But dad. But dad. Oh my God. It's the one time a year Ron SmackDown Superstar's face off. That was it's, some of the worst writing I've seen on WWE It's TV. a wonder that they did not like shoo in a mention of Ride Along while he oh. was crying at the same time. Oh, time. So bad. If he was crying and had been like, this is just like an episode of Ride Along, <laughs> available only on WWE Network nope. for $9.99. <laughs> Who's winning this? It should be a good match, I think. Usos for Sheamus and Cesaro. I think it's yeah. going to be good. I'm excited for this. I hope the Usos win it. They deserve it. I hope so, too. It, it would be a crowning moment for them as the undisputed best tag team in WWE at the moment. And Which I do feel be. like that is an honor that they do deserve. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, I also am picking the Usos there. Uh, okay, here's where Seth and Dean are. They're not wrestling the Usos because we've got the Shield versus the New Day. Which and credit to the company for steering into this because yep. this is by far yep. the number one money match you could do on this show. Totally agree. Oh, well, Brock and AJ also does something for me with a bigger bill. Yeah, but I, I totally get that's your point. True. I think this is – now, I have some concerns because this is the best six-man they can feasibly put together, two three-man factions. That like, this might overshadow the five-man? Well, that it's there's so much on this card that I feel like this could have – been a really big deal somewhere else, but either way, I'm stoked for this match. Difference is, it's only one fall. Man, if this was a tag elimination match, can I'd we have be that going wild? Can I get that at some point? Yeah. Okay. So, who are you? Ex- are you pretty excited for this? Yeah, I'm super fired up for this. Yeah, I, me as well. I feel like this is a crowning moment for the New Day in ring as well. Like yep. we've talked about this Usos feud being like the best that they've ever been in the ring, and it is. But if they're gonna have a crackling match with somebody. It's going to be the shield, man. Like, yep. Seth and Dean are just clicking on another level right now, really better than they way. ever have before. Uh, Roman is super over with these guys. The crowd was super into him on Monday. There's, like, to put these two together, and I think it's pivotal as well that New Day got to lead the charge on every Raw yep. invasion. They got to be the faces of SmackDown, and it is, like, the two biggest stars on either side, you know, as far as factions go, I love it. going head-to-head. Yeah. It is enormous. It's one of the Shield's first matches back, so I do feel like ultimately they have to win it. But just being in the ring and having a great match with the Shield, it's one of those things where both teams are going to come out of it elevated. I think New Day should win. I don't have time to get into the whole thing, but I really think New Day should win this match. I don't think they're going to, but I think that it is the establishing moment for them, and there's ways to do it. When Biggie's talking about, hey, we've never had any problems amongst our ranks, like, we have been together two years. We've never had so much of an argument. I want that rewarded in some capacity, but I don't think it's going to happen. I would love to see the New Day get the win here. I totally see your argument there, and I actually am fully on board with it, but I don't see it happening. Just because first I, match I back. I don't want to tease dissent among the Shield yet. I feel like, 
you could run with these guys for so much longer than the initial plan yeah, was to. I, I think you're totally right about that. Uh, I am picking the Shield to win, to be clear. Uh, but I think that... So uh, we agree on that one as well. Oh, that's unfun. Uh, let's talk, before we get into the Survivor Series match, a little bit about Brock versus AJ. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, the WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion. Excitement level. Uh, you know, ultimately this deserves a longer build, but... <laughs> what an understatement. Of course, obviously. Yeah. But... It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be great. And I do feel like even the one week of build that we did get uh, was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan cutting the promo that he obviously had in his pocket for when he was going to face Brock Lesnar for AJ Styles. I thought that was great. Again, yeah, this definitely deserves a bigger build. Here's my big question. Does AJ kick out of an F5? Uh, I hope so. Me too. Honestly, I hope he wins the match. Any chance that happened? Probably not. And then if it doesn't happen, it will make me regret that they even did the match yeah. at all. Because yep. if he was just going to get dummied and lose to one F5 like they've done to everybody along the build to Brock versus Roman, there's no point in doing it. The reason that we want to see AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, the reason that we always wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, the reason that we want to see David versus Goliath That's right. is to see David win. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that, what's the point? I reserve the right to look like a huge idiot on next week's show, but I don't even think this is going to be as good as the Samoa Joe match. I don't think they match up in a way that's quite as interesting to me, like a more high-flying speed base. I, I like the brute versus brute. You're and probably I think, right about And I that. think he's not going to kick out to an F5. I think he's going to get caught. He's going to go for something off the top rope. He's going to get caught. F5, and it's over. And I think we're all going to be very disappointed and sad that this was wasted on a one-week build and that AJ Styles versus Brock isn't all that it could be. You're probably right about that, and I hate to agree with you because yeah, I, don't damn, like, I want AJ to win of so Of course, bad. me too. My man. heart says AJ. My brain says they're just stuck on this Brock trajectory, and there's nothing going to throw them off. Yeah, I would love to be surprised, love to be wrong. I think you're looking at an eight-minute match with AJ getting pinned and oh. Brock... But goddamn that Daniel Bryan promo on what a quitter awesome. Brock is was fucking amazing. So dope. And the right way to go, bringing up the knee bar from Frank Mir. Uh, <clears throat> Justin, the Survivor Series match this week, I think I'm going to use up the remaining minute and a half just listing who's in it. We have Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H representing Team Raw against uh, the reunion tour of Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, John Cena, Bobby Roode, and Shinsuke Nakamura representing SmackDown. Now, I definitely think that the Raw side is going to win this, but not for the reasons you would have expected just like previewing this match a month ago, it is not going to be because Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman are ass-kicking destroyers. It yeah. is not going to be because Triple H is a veteran who knows you know, the ins and outs or whatever. It is going to be because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn cost SmackDown the match. And I think they should, and I think that's what's going to happen. I need to just reiterate once again how little I like this SmackDown team. Did you know Kurt Angle holds wins over every single person on their team? That's so crazy. It's like rude. And well, Nakamura. not Nakamura. He does. They, apparently, they, Mike was telling me they had like a New Japan match way back in the day. Really? It's Nakamura, yeah. That's crazy. So he has a win over, if Mike's right, over every single person. I, I hate this team. It's just you could have done such more interesting things. Yeah, but again, it's like we talked about before Hell in a Cell, Sami Zayn is not on this card, which leads me to believe that he's going to be the most involved person and talked about character that you come out of the show thinking about. Yep. Owens and Zayn are in the same uh, category right now, and it's a shame that they're there because they should be on this card in a match, but uh, clearly they're going to be involved. And it's unfortunate as well that for as much as he's been a major character on the show over the last however long, Jinder has no role either. <laughs> That's round number three. That's 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so. I so feel, let's. I feel like I'm more excited for Survivor Series now. There are some, the the, the six man and the Usos, Sheamus and Cesaro. I'm pretty stoked for. Yeah, it's really just the uh, the women's match and the U.S. title versus Intercontinental. That's yeah, like, God, absolutely garbage. What are we doing here? Well, Justin, I know what you like to do sometimes. What's that? You like to answer some listener questions. I love to peruse Twitter. And yes, that is <laughs> what? That's where we get the questions <laughs> oh, from. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say cuz you know I'm always on my phone. You are always I'm on all, your phone. I'm usually always on Twitter. That okay, so the, uh, how about our first question here? <laughs> sure. For this week, I'll read it. I'll read it aloud. Go for it. Uh, using words. Why not? This one comes to us from uh, the greatest name on Twitter, Doug Crap <laughs> at Lorenzo Meow. <laughs> Doug Crap. <laughs> I, I cannot get enough of this. Doug asks, which wrestler now would you totally rebrand? Totally rebrand. Yeah, so from the ground up, you're going you're gonna to do something. Mm. You're going to rebuild this guy. Completely gonna... alter their character. Yeah. So who's somebody you think talented but is, is you know, presented in a way that isn't maximizing their abilities right now? <sighs> well, Bray Wyatt jumps out at me sure. for sure. But yeah. he's not something that I would rebuild from the ground up. I feel like there's just tweaks and alterations that you could make to get him back on track. And maybe that's just going away for like a year and coming back. Yeah. Because uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And really, like all he needs is to be a baby face. Yeah. Like, Duh. Yeah, that's it. That's the fix. Like, let people finally embrace him. Uh, Which they've been... We've seen... uh, We've talked about this so many times, but at least a half dozen moments where it's so clear that people are like, yes, I want to love Bray Wyatt. They loved him this week, destroying Jason Jordan. Loved. Loved. Thank you, Wyatt. So, like, he's not somebody that needs to start from scratch. Like... Dolph Ziggler is, but that seems like too easy of an answer. And he also, I'm not sure that a repackaging of Dolph can save him at this point. Uh, I don't know, man. Let me throw some names your way and sure. you tell me. What do you think? Of, could you repackage Mojo Rawley That's into something? honestly the first person I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. What do, what do you think of that? Because yeah. there is something there, maybe. I, I, You just need to, again, make him a heel. Like, his character has been a heel this entire time. Yeah, no question. They, they seem to think that, like, this super annoying asshole is a baby so face, irritating. But he is not in any way. Um, and, yeah, I mean, to – he doesn't even seem like – he's kind of a blank canvas, honestly. Yeah. So to do anything with him as a heel feels like a reinvention in some ways. I get what you mean by that. Sure. And I do think that he is talented – like, he's not somebody that has, like, go-away heat with me. Like, yeah. I do think he's annoying, but I also see what they see in him at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's not just that you can get Gronk involved in WrestleMania. <laughs> like, he does have his own appealing qualities. He's just not being utilized at all in the right way, and I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Mojo. I like that. Uh, my answer is Nia Jax. I think this is someone who has uh, a great run in her. But it is not as this giant brooding ass kicker. Like you mentioned on Ride Along, on Breaking Ground, this seems like an unbelievably sweet, funny person. She's very beautiful. She can have a whole body positivity angle. I think you turn her baby face. You get her out of that giant garbage bag gear. You take out the, oh, not like mouse girls. You present things just as like, here's this big, sexy woman who's ready to kick ass and get down. And I think that that helps Nia Jax a great deal. Yeah. I mean... 
It's weird that they seem like so stuck in presenting her as a heel. I don't think it's weird. You, it all makes perfect sense for WWE. But when you consider like how many turns Big Show has had over the years, <laughs> look at Braun. They just turned a babyface, and people are going fucking mental. That's like, true. not that Nyan is Braun, but but they've tried to present her in similar ways. Yeah, definitely. They were running squash matches at the same time, like a uh, parallel to each other. Uh, this one comes to us from DJ Splash Bandicoot. Hello, at Book of Lube. Hello, he writes. If you could create a championship, what would it be, and which championship would it replace? All right, so we're getting rid of the U.S. title. I suspect both of us are probably dumping the U.S. Mm-hmm, title. It's absolutely. A w- it's a weird thing to have if, because it is a worldwide product. I don't feel any sort of like patriotism towards the U.S. belt. So when they have heels hold it who are foreigners, it means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, so the U.S. belt is going away, and I'm so sorry to take just such a boring answer here, but the hardcore title is coming back. Oh, I have a different choice than that. Okay, great. I'm happy I knew to you were going to pick hardcore. Of course, though. everybody knew I was going to pick the hardcore belt but it is too fun to not have around a belt that's only defended in like falls count anywhere and extreme rules uh i i love it i'm bringing back the hardcore belt and getting and rid of the u.s title we've seen some really good hardcore matches lately y- uh, oh yeah for sure new day usos in the cell yep. jumps out because like that didn't have to be a cell match no and i think the hardcore title especially in the age of social media and how much wwe wants to capitalize on it that 24 7 rule works better now than it did oh in my the god 90s. on twitter yeah That's joey I mean. ryan has already shown that it's like the greatest thing yeah what is that that iron heavy metal weight championship like ddt pro or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that but yeah. I, so for me 24 7 hardcore or yeah hardcore title and it's social media defends blah 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 sounds great Thanks. yeah i'm gonna go with retiring the united states title as well yeah but instead of bringing in the hardcore to take its place i'm going to switch patriotism allegiances and say enough of this u.s shit go ahead let's bring back the european title (laughs) and and like slap that bad boy on rusev and let him run wild with it for like two and a half years i don't hate that at all like just choking out americans yeah yeah like and and like basically flip the script on him because he's been traditionally somebody who's held the u.s title and yeah. it's like a can you believe a foreign heel is your american champion right no let him be the champion of europe that he so clearly is Assume. look they even did a photo shoot with him they brought a bunch of their old belts out of storage and did like photo shoots with current wrestlers holding them. Yeah, like like Roman Reigns holding the Winged Eagle and like so Rusev got a photo shoot with that European belt and it just looks right. I like that. Yeah, and like there's a lot of different guys who could go after that. Cesaro could be the Uni- the European champion. Sure, you know, like Sheamus. Uh, lots of Europeans. Yeah, there. exactly. Balor. Yeah. So you know, it's it it I it's just. I know it's the lowest of the low-level belts from the Attitude Era, but I still just have some degree of fondness for it that I can't even quantify, and it's probably entirely because goddamn William Regal was so good with that belt. That's all. Against literally anyone. Yeah. Naked Midian, the worst character ever. Doesn't doesn't matter whatsoever. I love it. Yeah. Justin, our next one comes to us from Fruits Are Thanksable. At Foods Are Edible, front of the show. I believe Craig... Tamble. Tamble. Yes. There we go. Uh, And he asks... What's the dumbest gimmick or shtick you've been 100% for? And then he says that his is Don't the Clown, which is a great answer for oh, that okay. position. 100% on board with. I was going to say, I just said Naked Midian is the worst gimmick ever. <laughs> but I'm not on board with it at sure. all. Not even remotely. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know. Do you have something for this right now? I have a handful, which is uh, a bad a bad way to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm gonna do The fine. Justin Morissette uh, 
two the, the JMO special. So the Ambrose Asylum, when it was announced, was something that I was tremendously excited for. That he's this lunatic, and you're going into his cage that just has random shit hanging from it. Felt like great character progression for Dean for me. Of course, the match sucked shit, but when they closed the door and all that nonsense was hanging from the ceiling, and the Dean was willingly going for the potted plant, I I liked all of that. I thought that the the Ambrose Asylum was uh, very shitty. But yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess when he said gimmick, I wasn't thinking matches. I was trying to think of like someone's actual character. Well, that's my other one, which would be Mordecai, <laughs> which is objectively <laughs> awful. You're down with Mordecai. I am. Are you kidding? Are you? <laughs> I mean, no, not at Dude, all. Dude, Mordecai is like, great. It's it's. I think Mordecai is wonderful fodder for comedy. We've we've Definitely. obviously gotten a lot out of making fun of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, with our friends over the over sure. the years. But uh, no, I can't get down with that at all. Yeah, the I've... thing is, like all of the dumb gimmicks that like you want to get on board with, get over to the point where they're no longer dumb. Like. Like, the New Day originally is an objectively terrible gimmick. Very bad. But they are just so charismatic and wonderful as performers that it gets over. And you look, look, maybe that's my answer. Because I will say, I was fully on board with New Day from day one. I'm thinking of an answer. Or day one-ish, anyway. Ah, you son of a gun! Uh, Because, yeah, like... I went to a house show out in Abbotsford when they were very early in their run. I was there, yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, a buddy and I, like, ironically... Throughout their entire match, and then afterwards, throughout their the entire show, yeah, would just randomly go New Day, (laughs) and then it became like a running gag that me and Tom would just say this to each other. That's excellent. At like every party we saw each other at for like two years afterwards, and uh, whether it was ironic or not, like I wanted to see those guys succeed, and ultimately they did. Another one that jumped out at me is like the Hurricane. Oh, because I love that, Hurricane. But, but that yeah. should be an awful gimmick. Yeah, that's true. That but, Hurricane's good. But, like, you know, ultimately, if something is good enough and they can sell it strong enough and the performer is good enough, you can get anything over. I think you're maybe even seeing that with Aiden English right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's not a, like, on paper, that's an extremely dumb gimmick. It was awful in NXT. Yeah. And it's great on the main roster, and that's usually not how these things go. Totally. Uh, this one comes to us from the Borgman Superfan. Blair Pachico! And he asks, what's your favorite non-wrestling television show? Mm -hmm. And if you had to recast the characters with wrestlers, who would be in it? (laughs) This is such a good question. Uh, Okay, Uh, I feel like I should take more time to think about this. I'm going to go with The Sopranos as my my favorite show that is non-wrestling, okay? Uh, Favorite show of all time. Probably, I don't know. I I always struggle with these all-time questions. But but The Sopranos is the first thing that came to mind. It it was sort of formative for me. It was the first sort of heavier, realer TV show I watched. I'll say The Sopranos. So, So who's playing Tony Soprano on the WWE roster? Ooh. Gosh, this is, I mean, he has to be intimidating and uh, large, but also savvy and ruthless. Oh, boy, this is a tricky one. Well, okay, I'm going to fill out the rest of the cast before I do Tony, because Pauly Walnuts is definitely Enzo Amore. Yes. That's that's a no-brainer. Enzo's playing Pauly. Silvio is Rusev, like the, the silent killer who he sends when he needs shit done. He's sending Rusev, and I'll say Tony is... Oh, God, if Daniel's listening, he's going to kill me because he's another big Sopranos fan. He probably, there's probably a really good answer for this. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm struggling. Do you have any names for who could play Tony Soprano? One of the most famous roles of all time. Needs to be brooding and severe, but yeah. also emotional. He's such of a good course. character. Yeah. And he can he can be likable, but also despicable. Yeah. Maybe yeah. CM Punk? Maybe 
Paul Heyman? No, because Heyman's too like sleazy and underhanded and works around. When Tony decides he's going to do something. No, man. I think Heyman is very authoritative. I f- okay. And like when he makes up his mind on something, he makes up his mind on something in a way that infuriates Vince McMahon. Like the the reason that okay. maybe it's Vince then. Maybe uh, it Vince is, is who Vince. came to mind for me. Yeah, but to me like the only reason that you're thinking that that Heyman is not the correct choice yeah. is because he's not in control of the of the product. Yeah, like, I think that is what, it. What he lands on is not what happens actually ecw Heyman, you're right about this because yeah. now i feel like ecw Heyman is, is tony soprano exactly. you're 100 percent right so i'll go Heyman is tony Polly is enzo sylvia was rusev man i'm having a hard time even choosing what tv show i'm gonna go with right now yeah what are coming what are some coming to mind <sighs> uh, i know dude, you love wheel hard, of fortune it's hard to think man of what <laughs> i watch on television that's not live sports and wrestling yeah maybe who's your patent sage <laughs> uh no, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with it's not my favorite show of all time but certainly my favorite show at the moment yeah that's all that like was like jumping out at me uh was vice principles which i don't even know this it's an hbo program it's like the follow up to eastbound and down oh and eastbound which I love. and down probably at one point would have been my answer for this I as love well it. oh can we do eastbound and yeah, down let's do eastbound i can help you instead. oh yeah. yes okay cuz look vice principles if you haven't seen it and it seems like a lot of people haven't it's fucking great so do yourself it. a favor okay. it just had its series finale only two seasons it's incredible. Walton Goggins and uh, 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 Danny McBride are are competing rival vice principals vying for a okay. for one principal job. And like, I love Walton Goggins. Yeah, which justified honestly could be a good choice Justified's for this as well. Show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll go with Eastbound and Down. Okay. So Kenny Powers. So somebody very braggadocious who's not that good. God, that could be Enzo too. Yeah, I feel like Enzo actually is a very good choice for Kenny Powers. But the difference is, like, Kenny has, like, a lovable underside. Yeah. Like, you really – there's something so human about him that you're drawn into it even though he's so repellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, And and Enzo does not have that. No, he doesn't. There isn't that, like, redemptive side. Yeah. So who's, like, a heel that I'm super into anyways even though I know I'm not supposed to be? I know who it is. It's Kevin Owens. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, like, but yeah. he is good is sort of a problem, but that's okay. Yeah. But I guess Kenny Powers, like when he goes to Mexico, he's a good base. He's al- good he ultimately is a good person underneath. But him. I mean, like, he's is he, he's good at pitching only when he goes to Mexico. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I mean, Kenny, yeah, Kenny's a good baseball player. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Owens works for Kenny Powers. Yeah. Who's his dad? Uh, <laughs> the best character in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you think that it's like couldn't get any shittier. Uh, the dad is maybe Seth Rollins. I'm trying to think of somebody like so slimy and shitty. Um, Andrade. That's not bad. Except he's not a good talker, which the old man is. Yeah, but it's just like he kind of exemplifies sleaze. Yeah. I'm thinking of people on the WWE roster at the moment. Oh. Who's our Stevie? That's the hardest <laughs> oh. one, I think. Oh, we we got to move this question along. <laughs> We're just like thinking for so long. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, is it James Ellsworth? Yeah, it's Ellsworth is is Stevie, and I really maybe the dad is Xavier Woods. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that. Like the like super like bragged. Yeah, heel, but like always talking up how good he is. Yet he's always the one taking the pin when they wrestle. Yes, I'll say Xavier Woods, and we'll cast one more character, and that's John Hawks as Kenny's brother. Oh shit! And, uh, I'm, and I'm gonna go with someone who really means well and has it all together, but cannot stop supporting this person, even though they know they're horrible. And it's Sami Zayn. That's great. So That's perfect. There we go. That's our wrestling eastbound and down. Thank you for sticking with us through that question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. That was hard, though. It was very difficult, but I thought it was great. Are you ready for, I think it's our last question this week. Let me double check that. I believe it's our last question. It is our last question this week. Who's reading this one? Do you know? Um, yeah, I read the last one, so you got this well, one. Well, then I'll, I'll read this one. Please do. I'm about to, if you I wouldn't w- interrupt me. I would me. love it if you would. Yeah, I'm trying, but you keep talking. Okay. At Bike Melon, your roommate, Mike Noble, asks, WWE is now competing as its own nation in both the Summer and Winter Olympics. Who are you sending to compete in which events? Okay, let's pick three events or else we could go okay. on forever. I only okay. have one answer that I've thought out. I here. haven't thought of any, so you go okay. ahead. Well, look, we got Braun Strowman. We can put him. Weightlifting is a, Wait, an event, isn't it? I'm going to make this more fun. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick the events and you have to pick no, the rest. Look, I got one that's okay, give your a one. great choice. Give your one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Winter Biathlon. That's where you ski and shoot? It's cross-country skiing and shooting. Yeah. And I am going to choose Brett the Hitman Hart because he's Canadian, (laughs) so he's probably good at cross-country skiing. And he's a sharpshooter. That is so great. So you know he's going to be good at the gun part. How the fuck are we going to give a better answer than that? That's I, perfect. I don't know. Well, I didn't want to let you pick the the events and not have. You think I wouldn't have put the biathlon, biathlon in? in there. Biathlons is the dopest Olympic sport. Of course I would have done it. Uh, okay. okay. Who are you sending for the two-man luge? Uh, two-man luge. So people who can cooperate. You don't want anybody too big? Mm, I'm going to go with the Colognes. Yeah. I think. Well, no. They're, they're they from Puerto Rico. Large. They hate snow. No, no, no. This is a great opportunity for us to have a Puerto Rican bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> now Puerto Rico has a bobsled team. <laughs> they have Jamaican accents in Puerto Rico. I don't know if you knew that. They do that, which is very yeah, interesting. John Candy can train them. <laughs> yeah, this is. You should make a movie out of this. Delightful. It'll be great. Uh, okay. How about uh, uh, ski jumping? You know, where you go off the big ramp and you got to do some shit in the air? Ooh, ski jump. Yeah. Uh, the man that gravity forgot, Neville. Hey, very good. Well, that's the problem, though. He's going to go off the ramp and he'll never come down. That may be a problem. Justin, what about actual wrestling, amateur wrestling? Uh, I think Dolph has a collegiate background. He does, yep. Kurt Angle is a natural choice, too, but yeah, not weird anymore. posture at this point. Yeah, he stands like the robots from Pacific Rim, as you said last <laughs> night. That was a great line. Matt, he said that. Oh, was it Matt? That was I said line. it looks like he's wearing those <laughs> chair pants. You know, the, like, exoskeleton that's just like, hey, you can take a seat whenever you want. I do not know how to describe it on the podcast, but you should go look at how Kurt Angle is I tweeted standing. it out, so look at oh, the Top you? Marks account. Great. I'll retweet my own tweet on there. Uh, yes, but uh, Kurt Angle, very weird posture. But that's not the question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Gable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's send Chad Gable to the Olympics. Okay. Give me an event. All right. Your event is uh, men's basketball. Men's basketball. Big yeah. cast. Didn't he play basketball? Uh, probably not. Maybe. I, I think no he idea. did. I think he like played basketball. But, but I like your idea of just like he's got the size for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking well here. Thank Fast you. Fast on your toes. Give me one more and then we're going to call it. All right. Your event is Ski Cross. Oh, Ski Cross. That's when they're all going at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you want somebody. Na- I- I'm going to go with uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. 
Yeah, he actually seems like he might be good at that. Yeah, it seems like he's like sort of noble, knows the area. Maybe spent some time in the Swiss Alps being exactly. from Europe. So I'll go gentleman Jack Gallagher. Yeah, he's definitely out there on the slopes and then kicking back with some tea afterwards. My man. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a weird question, but sure, why not? Great questions this week. Yeah, absolutely. I like them. We really had to think about some shit there, which was... Which sucks because one of us is not very smart. Yep. Which one is it? We'll let you decide. <laughs> it's definitely you, Justin. We'll let you vote in our poll. Duh. We should run a poll. Who's the dumb one? Yeah. They, well, no. They they'll all vote me. We know this. <laughs> It'll be a hundred to zero. I don't know about Except that. Except I have two Twitter accounts, so I would vote. There'd be two votes oh, for you. Okay. Oh wait, no. Top marks to my other one. You can't vote. Your own. <laughs> yeah, just one vote. <laughs> Never mind. Well, before we send the folks home here, yeah. let's do what uh, you know, I think we did this last week, but we've maybe skipped out on it recently. Yeah, which we is did. Just like. Rate and review the show on iTunes if you have the time to do so. Even if you don't have the time, maybe yeah. take the time. Make some time. Make the time. It really helps us out. And just tell people that you like the show because, look, I think we got a great program here. Maybe not this week, but usually <laughs> most weeks. I thought this was a good show. We're a pretty funny wrestling podcast. I think if you like wrestling, we're a natural choice for you to uh, look to. But I don't know how to grow this show any no. more than we already have. I don't Look, know. I can only promote it on my own Twitter so much. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do here. We don't have any sort of marketing budget. We're not famous nope. in any way. Nope. We don't have the, uh, you know, the brand support of, like, a massive uh, national sports Certainly broadcaster not. of any kind. If only we did. Uh, and we don't have somebody who's very famous on Twitter on our show to help launch it. That's true. That's true. So, you know, we rely on you. To help us do this. And I do want to thank the people. We did see a surge last week of people sharing it, which uh, we always love to see. So thank you so much if you you shared the podcast last week. But yes, I am begging you, and I love you if you do it. Yeah, please put the word out. We always appreciate that. And uh, I guess with that, look, there's nothing else to say except come and hang out with us this Sunday at 12 Kings, 12th and Kingsway in Vancouver. We're both going to be there. I'm going to get roll liquored up. Hell of an event. It's going to be a real fun time. Hopefully, you're fired up for the pay-per-view. Our preview should have gotten you like mildly excited, I would think. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see what happens. We hope you come out and, and see it with us. Once again, 12th and Kingsway. The bar is called 12 Kings. $8 grilled cheese, $5 shots. It's going to be one heck of a good time. I mentioned prime rib dinners as well. I think Ooh. those are going for 16 Oh, How could they even make it a profit? I know. They're just giving this stuff away. So it's going to be a hell of a night, and it's again hosted by our friends Jordan Ducharme and Xavier Galaxy. So come on out and uh, support the good boys at the good bar. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. And uh, until next week, why don't you uh, be hot, be, be spicy, spicy, taste great. great. Because you're Curry Man! Wah! 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 Titus Worldwide! Titus Worldwide!